0: This is The Shift Podcast. Today on The Shift Daily Podcast, Sarah Nadecheny has been the voice of Pokemon's Ash Ketchum for 17 years. She tells us what it's like to be dedicated to that job for so long, and her experience being the voice of an iconic character. Family Day is an amazing opportunity to spend quality time with loved ones, but it can get expensive. Taz Rajan, Community Engagement Partner at Bromwich & Smith, tells us how you can enjoy Family Day without adding depth to the agenda. And are you okay with pools? And how about an Irish accent? All of that on the Shift Daily Podcast. This
1: is the Shift Podcast. You know when they say that the the, what do they what's the cliche like the five people around you affect you the most or i don't know it's some motivational wisdom thing that you're supposed to feel all inspired well ryan o'donnell is around me all the time ryan's a millennial and so i have been exposed to many things i've been exposed to this world of sneakers now i buy sneakers and i've been exposed to lego i do not buy lego but i cheer ryan on with lego (laughs) <laughs> and I've learned that millennials are expensive friends. It's really what this boils down mm-hmm. to. Now they do it, to introduce you to new things. And that's this guest that we have right now. Sarah Natacheni is here and joins us. Now, if I say Sarah Natacheni, you, you might not know. You might be like, hey, hi, Sarah. You're a nice person. Um, but those who do know, you are the voice of Pokemon's Ash Ketchum. And you've been doing it for a long time now. And uh, and you're going to uh, the Fat Expo in Vancouver. That's how we uh, managed to talk you into this. How are you? Thanks for being here.
2: I'm doing great. How are you?
1: Good. I um, Yeah, millennials are expensive friends. I've learned this.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, we like
2: to collect a lot of things.
1: You do collect a lot of things. We're collectors. Um, now, I can actually see over your shoulder in our video call. You've got an awful lot of figurines and stuff up there. Is that all Pokemon stuff? Uh,
2: pretty much. Like yeah. 90% of it is Pokemon stuff. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Cool. Yeah.
1: Um, and I, I'm going to, I'm going to share the secret about your pet. Um, yes. is, is, was that a dog or a cat? A cat. You have a cat. And what is the cat's name? Pikachu. <laughs> I love it.
2: <laughs> pikachu, Pikachu. It's not that, it's not that I'm doing an impression of Pikachu. It's just the way I talk to him.
1: Really? Hey, everyone has their yeah. cute pet voice and, and yours just happens to be that of cartoons.
2: Kind of pikachu
1: Yeah, pikachu <laughs> Very good That's it So you're going to come to Vancouver So people who are on the West Coast are going to get to see you For those who don't, you know, aren't on the West Coast Because we are all across Canada um, You know, they can introduce themselves We'll put some links up to that at shiftheads.ca So they can do that Um, Your story, Sarah, is amazing to me So you took over this character um, Mm -hmm. And this character was, I don't know Was it about 10 years maybe that it was about that? that, Uh,
2: Eight years Was it eight? Eight years and I I took over in uh, season nine
1: But you were just a baby when you took over
2: Baby, a wee baby. I was yeah. 18.
1: Mm-hmm. Did you want to be a voice actor at 18? Or were you... What? How did that happen?
2: I wanted to be a regular on-camera actor, primarily, and theatrical. And um, I just happened to fall into voice acting. It's not something I ever even really considered. When I was a kid, I would like make up a lot of words and do impressions of people. I did an impression of Judy Garland. And my friend would have me call her parents and, oh, fine. and leave the voicemail with the song. And um, so I always knew I had some affinity for it, but I, I, I just wanted to be an on-camera actor. wanted to be on set.
1: Yeah. How do you feel about that now? I mean, you've been at this now for 17 years? Question mark? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, I'm incredibly fortunate to, to be working as an actor in any medium. And consistently. Consistently. Yeah.
1: That's amazing. Um, but you're in the realm of, I mean, you're in the realm of the Simpsons now, Sarah, for duration and sustainability. Like you, you, you really (laughs) are. I mean, that's, yeah. that's like, uh, uh, other actors like Hank Azaria, they've been doing voices for that long and you are yeah. not far off.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's it's crazy. Wild. You're that's an wild. icon. No pressure. Thank you.
2: Oh God. I know. You know something <laughs> there is when people say it to me, they, they use words like icon and legend and I'm like, yeah, no, really me. No. Yeah.
1: But maybe that's just you in your head, because I got to tell you, when you when you look at these things, I mean, these are the characters that people will recognize uh, when they do that. So tell me about your relationship with Ash now, because I'm assuming that 17 years later that there is a very close relationship with the character of Ash Ketchum.
2: Yes. So that's, you know, it's a dangerous thing to really feel connected to your character, because, you know, what if he comes back? What if they don't want me to play him anymore? What if, you know, there's we don't own our characters. Right. So they're. I am very connected to him and he's such a huge part of me, but I have to be okay with this being it, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. um, yeah, for those who don't know, Ash Ketchum is being retired from the show. Mm-hmm. I don't think we mentioned that yet. No, uh, no, I didn't
1: mention that either. Yeah, But then, um, so, but what happens, like you, this is this is such an important, uh, well, per, I would say person, not really, but kind of a yeah. person. Personage. Yeah. An important um, personage. Um,
2: yes. So uh, I, I, I feel very connected to him because uh, we've seen each other through a lot. Um, he is someone who's very positive and outgoing and adventurous. And um, I wasn't that when I first started the show. And over the course of time, I kept booking these roles that are protagonists and very Ash Ketchum like. And I'm like, there's got to be something in me that's that's similar to these characters. Otherwise, I wouldn't be playing them. Uh, you know, as good as an actor might be, I, I feel like there's an element of of that character that they're playing in every actor. So it took me a long time, but I, I found that. And now I'm now I'm traveling the world and, you know, catching Pokemon everywhere I go. Yeah. I literally, I, I literally helped go? rescue a cat and a bunch of kittens in Mexico last week. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> so, yeah. No, that we have a lot of, where we align.
1: So who, mm-hmm. um, who taught who more, do you think? Did Ash Ketchum teach Sarah Natacheni more about yeah. who she was, or did you bring more Sarah to, to Ash?
2: Yeah, no, I think Ash dictated my personality quite a bit more than I did his. Yeah. I made him a little bit more wry than he used to be.
1: Yeah. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's neat. He, that it's neat. He got to... a little
2: cooler. Well, you're,
1: um, <laughs> But the discovery part is pretty wicked to say, well, wait a second. Is there something else that I'm missing here? Like, at what point did you... Yeah. Okay, so 2006 is when you took over. Yes. At what point... And then you're 18 years old. So then there's all there's also the, you know, learning how to adult in there. Right. Um, and then... Um, but at what Still point... A work in progress. Well, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> I got lots of years on you. Um, but... <laughs> At what point did it kick in where you're like, "Whoa, this is a thing." And whoa, like everything's changing. How how many years in does that take? It must have been novel um, at first.
2: It was novel at first. I I knew how big Pokémon was because I grew up with it. Um and I uh, I loved it when when it first came out. Sorry, I got a text message. I got distracted. Um I I, I came up with Pokémon. I was like twelve, eleven, twelve 11 12 years old when it first came out. So I knew I knew the magnitude of this project. Um, but it didn't, you know, when you're, when you're working in a booth by yourself, it's really hard to imagine an audience. And when you're doing it week by week, you just go in and you do it and you go home and that's it. You don't really think about it. And then 2016 Pokemon Go happened, uh, happened, happened. It happened. didn't just come well, out. Pokemon it, Go
1: happened. It happened. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it happened. All you know around what it the happened
1: world. was when there was so many people that were, there was that video of Justin Bieber. Uh, doing Pokemon Go, and he was in just a crowd of people that were so yeah. enthralled and encapsulated in mm-hmm. Pokemon Go, they didn't realize that Justin Bieber was walking with them in the crowd.
2: And that's amazing. It was, it was, a, it was a democratization. It was beautiful. It was, beautiful. it was a beautiful time. There were a couple accidents, and there's some, some, yeah, spots, there was a couple but... things, that weren't right, but... <laughs> but you know, you take the good with the bad. Uh, it, it was a really beautiful time. So that happened, and um, I just, uh, people started getting interested in the show more than they had before. And I did a couple interviews here and there, and then I, you know, kind of quieted down again and, and then Vanity Fair called in 2019 and wanted to do that video where I finally show everybody how I do my work, how I do the voice, how mm-hmm. I perform the character, how we record it. And that kind of created a bit of a buzz again. And now I'm doing a ton of conventions. I'm coming to
1: Fan
2: Expo, Vancouver, my first Canadian convention. I'm very excited. Oh,
1: welcome to Canada! Thank you very much. eh? eh? We got to talk about it.
2: Um, (laughs) (laughs) Lean
1: into the Canadian. So, how is that? Because the the next place that I wanted to ask you was about that. When you go into a screening room and then you see these characters come to life with your voice, Uh, you see all the edits, you see it get put together, and then you, at the same time, now take that moment and then you get to see the fans in person now more than ever cause you're starting to yeah. do these, these sort of, um, sort of public things. Yeah. Um, is that, um, that must be amazing. What does that feel like when those moments hit you?
2: Oh, it's incredible. I'm crying a lot. <laughs> when you're in a booth, you don't, you don't really think so much about the audience because you never meet them. And I had no idea how much of an effect I've been having for the last 17 years. I've been having quite an effect on people. Um, there was a, a, a grown man. He's, he, he's maybe in his twenties uh, who came up to me recently and he had, he had cancer as a child. And he, he told me that he Pokemon is what got him through his treatments. And, wow. and he handed me all this wonderful art. He's very good. Um, so, and, and uh, people tell me that I help them learn English and that I get them through depression. And it's not just me, it's the show too, but you know, I'm, just, I, I'm the, public facing figure of the show so right. they say all these things to me and they credit me with it in some part and it's it's really it's it's when when you're deprived of that for so long and you realize that this whole time this whole time this has been happening this is you know this has been affecting people this whole time i had no idea i really just didn't i didn't comprehend also you don't want to think about that because you just feel like a narcissist you're just like oh, I'm not having an effect on anybody, come on. It's, it's just, it's just a show or something. Yeah. You know?
1: yeah. Well, but and the, the, the natural, the kicks in part there, right? That the, 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 you can't acknowledge yourself and all those, those human things yeah. kick in, right? Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and, you know, and then you battle it out, you diminish it and all those things. And I mean, I think right. it's, the evidence is pretty clear that that that's Man. not the case, right? Like you, Mm-mm. it's very much in front of you. You can't deny it anymore. Um, yeah. Has it been yeah. convenient for you? This is a hard question. You said you wanted to be like an actor, actor, versus mm-hmm. just a voice actor. Not just yes. listen to me in the terrible just. language. Not just. I'm gonna, let me rewind. Uh, you rewind. wanted to be an on-stage uh, film actor, not mm-hmm. only a voice actor. Yes. And um, I, I teach people communic- mindful communication, so that was a terrible breakdown of my own. Yeah, Has great. it been convenient for you though? I mean, at eighteen, mm-hmm. um, you had income, you had a job, you had. Mm-hmm some a little bit of notoriety you were able to hide a little bit too yeah. and now but you're now you're i guess i'm asking this question because i want to acknowledge you has it been convenient to be able to not have to put your face at risk not have to do all those things and still get there and now here you are and this is the acknowledgement part you are putting yourself out there you are now yeah. stepping into this whole realm of oh by the way this is what sarah looks like and oh by the way yeah. this is sarah's physical acting skills not only her mm-hmm. this beautiful mm-hmm. range and tonality that you create Um, so that must be convenient to be able to hide scary to put yourself out there. And now, um, but the acknowledgement is there because you're doing it, Sarah, like this is cool. Yeah,
2: Yeah. no, you nailed it. It's, it's, it is great to, to be able to hide and to, it it, it is still fun to like be on the subway and see a kid with a Pokemon backpack. So cool. And be like, he has no idea.
1: Yeah. do you ever whisper no. that like when you go walk by um oh what's his name i'm not a star wars guy but the guy who played one of the jedis we would walk up to the automatic doors and he would like wave his hand like a jedi would open the door um, oh my
2: god and Paris. i forget
1: ryan's gonna kill me for for not knowing but anyway he does that he walks up to the doors yeah. and he waves his hand and then he looks at the kid and the kid looks at him and he's like wondering no and um, no but do you ever walk <laughs> up to people and do ash Ketchum and kind of whisper the voice quietly as you walk by or anything sneaky
2: uh, no, there was one time. One time, I was on the subway because I, I, there was one time on the subway, a kid was right next, sitting right next to me and crying, 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 and he had some Pokemon stuff, and I, I, I helped him out. I gave, I gave him a little, I gave him a little Ash catch him, and he was like, "Whoa!" And it really, it calmed him down, but it stunned him into calming down. Oh, that's great. Um, but it's, it depends. If I'm with friends, they might do it. For me, and be like, do you know who that is? Do you know who that oh, is? Oh yeah. And I'm like, hi. But I've never done it for on my own behalf, where I'm like, do you know who I am? Yeah. Only in the convention, sometimes when when I run around, like if you go on my TikTok and Instagram and stuff, I post videos where I run around and like catch people who are I literally catch them. <laughs> I catch them um, wearing Ash Ketchum cosplay, and then because they don't necessarily know my face. I'm like I'm Ashcat. Ket- I'm the voice of Ash Ketchum, and and they have a varied varied reactions. And it's funny because I posted on TikTok, and some people are very critical of the reactions of these people, these poor people who are unwitting participants in mm-hmm. my in my TikTok videos. Your
1: social experiment. <laughs>
2: my social experiment,
1: where oh, I just run fun. into
2: people and scare them.
1: <laughs> well, you have a cat um, that's named Pikachu, and other people yes. will have. Cats, hopefully dogs. More of a dog guy, so I'm going to go vote for, vote for Team Dogs. That's for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're both great. Um, the uh, that are named, you know, Ash or Ash Ketchum, or I mean, they're going to have dogs named after your character. So isn't that Perhaps. funny that it comes full circle? Mm-hmm. And um, yes. So so what what do you do? What do you do now? What's next? What's exciting for in the world of Sarah Natacheni, who's expanding out of you know you know in Ghostbusters and all these other types of shows? Yeah. Um, well. Right. Into expanding. into Well, you're there.
2: Yeah, no, into other things. Uh I, I, I do I did book another anime, which I've hardly ever I've hardly done any anime. This hmm. is what's kind of interesting about my career is that it's been Pokemon. I did like a couple episodes on Yu-Gi-Oh! and then I think Girls Who Panzer was like the one other anime that I've ever been in because I speak Russian and they needed somebody Russian. But otherwise, I never really pursued it, and I never really thought about it. And now, um, a lot of it's gone union. It's There's there's that aspect of it, and right. there's a union anime that I'm in. It's called um, Tokyo Revengers. It's season two. It just came out yesterday. And um, I play Yuzuha. She's one of the you know, big supporting characters and that is really cool. I get to just use my natural voice, which is nice.
1: Oh, that's even fun too.
2: Yeah. So it's really fun and it's dramatic and it's, it's a lot of fighting. It's, you know, definitely geared towards adults. And so it's, it's a new genre of anime, which is cool. Um, But beyond that, I'm working on a, a feature film script right now that I wrote, but now I'm rewriting uh, about a voice actor who loses her job of 20 years and spirals into a a deep, dark place. And it's a dark comedy. Okay. So I want to make that movie.
1: Hopefully not any foreshadowing here. No, God, no. Oh my goodness, no. No, no, (laughs) no, no. I'm just saying. No. Wouldn't it be fun though? Well, really is fun the word? I I mean. In a movie. In a movie, yes.
2: Every time something happens, like in the voice acting world or or to me or anything I have to deal with, I'm like, oh, but I could deal with this in such a terrible way. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't it be fun? But of course, I, I, I stay the, professional. Uh,
1: do the characters ever argue in your head? Two characters like you know what you in my head. It's a question I always no, ask I'm of not people who I'm
2: not there
1: yet. <laughs> you're not there yet. About uh, people who are English second language, right? Like um you speak yes. other languages. I mean, like what language do you think in? I always say that. Okay, in this moment, were you thinking in English or were you thinking in French? Like what what just happened? There? Interesting. And so I get curious about, you know, do those voices ever creep into your creep into your, your thinking? And then you realize like, Oh wow, I'm apparently just yeah. hanging out with Ash Ketchum today.
2: Oh, goodness. No, no. Okay, good. That would be really interesting. though. I think in English, that's a really interesting question. I think in English, but I do lose words sometimes in English. There are English is my second language. So there are words that will come out Russian no matter what, hap- no matter what. I just don't like there are certain words that I'm just like, like a trunk of a car. Yeah. The first word that comes into my mind is bagajnik. Really? I eh? can't say trunk. It's like that's that that's the second word that comes, so I have to translate it from Russian to English every time. Really, it's yeah. really
1: weird. Oh, that's yeah. fascinating.
2: So there are like a couple words always that I'm like, duh.
1: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's neat. See, that's that that's it's real. Weird. That's neat. I like that. Um, video yeah. games, future there yes. is it for voice there actors in video games. Is there a future there for voice actors? There a future. I think that's where the future is. Oh wow, really?
2: Eh. Yeah, I think that's where the majority of voice acting work. Is is and is going to be and and I think motion capture is going to be really huge for on camera actors and and voice actors
1: alike. Exciting, well, yeah, really big stuff. I uh, I appreciate your work. Um, it's you. nice to meet you. Um, Thank you. I, I mean, seventeen years. Said like you take that to any job,
0: let yeah. alone
1: investing into one character for that long. Um, mm-hmm. You know that's that's unbelievable, and mm-hmm. um, and I don't think there's many people that can say that they've. They've been able to not only do a job for 17 years, but accelerate and push it forward and grow it constantly. Yeah. Um, That's amazing, Sarah. That's fantastic. Thank you. Well done. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much.
1: Well, have fun in Vancouver and we'll put Thanks. the links up for everyone to go check it out. If you want to go meet Sarah, um, you go get your Fan Expo tickets. You can go and do the thing. Don't be weird if you end up in a TikTok video, please. <laughs>
2: Get really excited. Just be like, wow. No, no. Be yourselves. It's so good. It's perfect when when everyone is themselves.
1: Yeah. Unless you want to shamelessly promo the show and say, I heard you on The Shift. You're that lady from The Shift. (laughs) That would be even better for you.
2: That'd be very good. I'd be be down for that.
1: (laughs) It's nice to meet you. Thanks for being here.
2: Thank you. Likewise. This is The Shift
1: Podcast. Well, family day, except if you're in Manitoba, it's Louis Riel Day. But in Alberta and BC and in Ontario, we get encouraged by our government to spend time with our family. I have a proposal for you. How about some ideas about spending time with your family from Taz or spending some time with someone else's family because you don't like yours? Take it as you need to. (laughs) Taz Rajan is here. She's with Bromwich and Smith. Hey, Taz.
3: Hey, Shane. I love that intro.
1: Responsible money is what you guys do. Insolvency and assistance is the business part. And um, yeah, being responsible with money and having a good time is truly a thing. Although I, my capitalist self did kind of kick in. I'm like, you know what? In days like today, we could do like rent a family. That'd be a good <laughs> idea. It's like Airbnb, but for families. I You're like, it. I need to book a family for this day. And um, then the family comes and they show up. It's like a Jennifer Aniston movie waiting to happen.
3: That's right. It's funny. Actually, there was somebody talking about Valentine's Day and saying, you know, maybe as a couple, you could invite your single friend. It was almost like, you know, adopt a single person for Valentine's Day. Sponsor
1: a single person. (laughs) Nothing says love like a third wheel. That's awesome exactly yeah. just so you know, hey, why don't you come with us for Valentine's dinner? Just so you can really get grounded into what you're missing out on because you can't get off Tinder. Because that's really positive. I love that. Um <laughs> Chosen family. Uh, family Day Family Day uh is again one of those uh things kind of like Valentine's Day where we probably should be better at celebrating 364 other days of the year, but given the chance, um get out and do something, get off a tablet. You had some ideas, some budget conscious, budget friendly things to do.
3: Yeah. I mean, kids are off for a lot of kids. A lot of parents their kids are off from Thursday to like all of Monday. That's a lot of time, right? That the kids are actually off. And it is kind of this like dedicated time to be with our families. And, you know, insolvencies are up right now. They're higher than they've been. They're almost at the levels that they were, you know, pre COVID. Right. So we know, Budget money is on family's mind. So yeah, I do have several tips of ways that, you know, have fun, be with the family, do the stuff, but let's not break the bank or, you know, steal from their, you know, education fund or whatever it is. Okay, so idea one, family okay. day movies. And going to the theaters to watch a movie and getting the giant popcorn, I mean, that adds up. And if that's in your budget, definitely. But what about like a movie marathon at home, either with whatever streaming device you have, or maybe maybe you can kick it old school. Maybe you're like my dad and you keep things forever and you've actually got a DVD player and wow. you've got some DVDs or you can get on Marketplace and grab some DVDs. But, you know, wouldn't it be fun to just pop popcorn at home, you know, kind of find maybe have leftover Valentine's day candy and just do like a movie marathon at home that either costs very little or hopefully nothing at all. That's idea mm-hmm. number one.
1: Well, I'm going to pad to that too, is that, you know, if you have, you know, if you have an oven, if you have an air fryer, Walmart has some pretty good prices. You know, you go to the grocery store for $3 you can get some crinkle cut French fries because those are the best French fries, oh. you know, for a dollar, you can get some <laughs> gravy and, um, and you know you could do the hot dogs thing or you could also maybe do some popcorn chicken it's like 5.99 or something at walmart for a bag of popcorn oh my it's gosh. not really it's not amazing but it it works it and it's works. got something chicken ish inside it and tastes good but I mean all I'm saying is that if you like to go for that experience there turn on the air fryer turn on the oven whatever and maybe for 20 bucks 15 bucks or less you could have that whole kind of experience yeah. and do the food like, at home.
3: the price of one movie ticket you could do a whole meal for four and um, the other thing I was gonna say Dollarama. Dollarama is a great place to buy like everyone's into the Guy Fieri trash can nachos now I don't know if you've heard of them but. No
1: I have not oh but I'm gonna google god, it while you keep talking. Oh my god
3: it's the coolest thing so buy your nachos and your queso and all of that just at Dollarama even make yourself a huge nacho platter and yeah you're good to go and you're right you already have the air fryer or at least an oven or microwave at home so
1: yeah oh absolutely. look at that eh? yep. trash can nachos it's
3: the coolest thing I gotta try so it, it it's this like,
1: weekend <laughs> I'm gonna just yeah no kidding I'm gonna clearly try it so it's basically it's like a it's like a layered cake but it's made with like your your tortilla nachos in stacks and layers, as yes. opposed to just a big old pile of nachos. And you it's... you
3: glue each layer with that queso, so that when you flip that, so you've got it all in your trash can, you put your your plate on top of it, and when you flip it, it stays standing up like this big cake.
1: It looks like a cake. Crazy. Although, um, you can save money, since we're being budget conscious, by not putting olives on it, because olives are... <laughs> but, anyway.
3: Okay, so movie That theme. just might be me. Sticking with the movie theme, there's a really popular movie, I think it was last year, called Yes Day. And I was thinking that would be another budget-friendly thing you could do with the kids. Now, you got to be careful and set some parameters because Mm -hmm. the whole idea of Yes Day is mom and dad cannot say no to anything the kids want or want to do. So there needs to be some clear guidelines around up to $20 or up to whatever the dollar amount is, you know, kind of set parameters around where in the city and all of that good stuff. Mm-hmm. But just have a yes day with your That's family. Fun. Exactly. Just do, well, who knows? Maybe they're going to be like, let's have a cartwheel contest or, you know, everybody dress up as your favorite character. Who knows what your kids well, are you going to come do up that.
1: with. you could do that. You could say, look, here's what we have. We have fuel in the car. Yeah. Depending on your budget, 20 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever it is for the kids. You have 50 bucks each. Uh, we have until five o'clock right and once the money's out the money's like we still keep going but once the money's out the money's out so if you're out of money then we have to do something that's no more money we're done at five o'clock we go home that's a great idea because then you're also teaching them to make decisions and be budget conscious and i would be surprised How many kids actually save a little bit of money to take home with them when they know they can keep it? It's theirs. And some of those kids, if you gave them the 20 bucks or the 40 bucks, I know my kids, they'd be like, no problem, let's go for a walk, put the money in the pocket, save it for later.
4: (laughs) Exactly.
3: And it also, you know, it it encourages us and our kids to be creative, to be resourceful, to think outside the box. And man, that can be so fun. We got into all kinds of things when we were younger when our parents just left the four of us at home together with like nothing just with the stuff in and around our house but man were we creative
1: (laughs) Mm, yeah well we let the budgies out of the cage and that never worked uh don't do that
3: (laughs) okay so another another thing that a lot of people are doing this is something my family is actually doing because we're you know all grown adult children in the house so family dinner now again Family dinner can get super expensive depending on where you go. So it doesn't necessarily have to be going out. We are actually going for a very budget friendly brunch (laughs) to one of our favorite little hole in the walls, like styrofoam, you know, plates and plastic on the tables. But the food is great. Okay, Mm -hmm. but going out may not be in everybody's budget. So we were just talking about like that Guy Fieri trend, like get on TikTok, find out what these cool Dishes, you know, these trends are for cooking. And why not, as a family, try out a bunch of TikTok cooking trends at home with whatever groceries you already have in the house and make a big family day dinner out of it? Maybe it's a three day family day dinner out of it, but just again, to just have fun, clean out your fridge, clean out your pantry, use up what's in the house, try these weird, you know, TikTok ideas. It's a great time to test it out. And you've got a couple of days to let the stomach settle afterwards, too.
1: <laughs> Can we just take a second? And I'm trying to do a better job of this. This is me trying to inspire myself selfishly. It truly is. But I <laughs> want to acknowledge all the families that are of a different culture. Um, half my family's Filipino. And so as my uh, sister married a Filipino guy named Joel. Um, and so I've been exposed to that sort of family tradition of of their family and there is an awful lot in that you know family culture get outside have the hibachi grill or the you go to the park And, and cook some food and everyone sits around and the music's playing and singing and all the things. Now that doesn't have to be your jam, but all I'm saying is that we can learn an awful lot. If that's not something that your family does, it's not something that my family ever did. Right. And maybe the weather's nice enough. You never know, uh, to get out and do something like that for an afternoon and hot dogs on the grill at the park. Check your fire bands. Just saying. Yes. yes. Yeah. Don't want to burn down the city.
3: And it's so good you brought up culture. Like, you know, a lot of East Indian, East Africans, we do the garage party. That's kind of the thing. Everyone hangs out in the garage. You've got all your little, like, folding chairs. Everybody comes by, hangs out for a bit. You're deep frying things out in the garage so your house doesn't stink.
1: (laughs) Can I ruin that for you, though? Next time you go? (laughs) Okay. Okay, next time you go, because my buddy Mark, this is what he does. He He basically has a garage as a man cave. He turned it into his office and it's a man cave pool table. And that's what he does. He does smoking of um, like meat and all the things that you're talking about. Deep frying. Yeah. But he calls it his car hole. (laughs) So next time you go, you should say, hey, we're all going to the car hole and then ruin it for your family because it's fun.
3: I'm not even touching that one. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Well, it's a garage. It's where you put the car. Another
3: idea. Another idea. The hole in the
1: house for the car. Get it? (laughs) All right. Never mind.
3: Is donation day. Donation day, I think that it's so fabulous on family day, no not just relegating it to christmas time but really getting our families involved with other people and other families that just aren't as fortunate as we are even if we're a little bit down and out right now so there's tons of different things you can be doing to help out different charities so whether it's like everybody clean out your closets let's find all our winter things that we're not using anymore let's go donate them or mm-hmm. hey let's see if we can go to a soup kitchen or you know the mustard seed or let's clean out our Old pantry shoes. Oh, shoes is a great one. Or clean out your pantry. Like you know, maybe there's stuff there that you're not going to use, you're not going to eat, but then you're not buying new groceries because you're like, oh my god, my pantry is so full. Clean it out, donate it. You know, get rid of the kids' old, you know, hockey equipment or whatever that is. Make it fun though. Like I think you know, you can kind of go, okay, whoever's got the biggest donation pile is gonna get, you know, their choice of ice cream or, you know, that twenty bucks or whatever that can be. Like make it fun, make it a little bit competitive. And I think. You know we can get really bogged down in our own situations and how hard things are for us financially and one of the best ways to snap you out of that is to get your eyes off yourself and onto other people that have it even worse than we do and how do we help and how do we sort of pay things forward
1: when you do that you look at your house differently too because you move things we become so complacent in that um yeah. some really cool brain science behind it but that's not the point is that um, because you could find value in things too, getting up, getting around, um, going to donate. We often don't talk about this. When you go to donate things, you can actually find things that are of very good value that you might not have realized. And I have a paddleboard, for example, that's in yeah. my garage that I've, it's a, a full on uh, like 10 foot hard paddleboard, not a blow up one. And I also have a what's called a sub taxi, which is the roof rack for it. Okay. And that roof rack is like $600 when I bought it, I have not used that paddleboard in a couple of summers. I don't even have a roof rack for my car right now. And so, but it's put away. I didn't see it. But when I'm out in the garage, cleaning the garage, I'm like, oh yeah, maybe I should just get rid of that.
3: And maybe you could right? sell it and make a little money over the
1: yeah. long weekend. Well, that's what I mean. Like that, something like that, you can turn around into, um, into something just by donating and cleaning things out. You could actually turn it around into a little bit of money for yourself too, which is never bad.
3: Yeah, exactly. Okay, last tip. Get on Google. Every city has all kinds of different things that are going on um, in and in and around the city that are family-friendly activities, um, you know, different age groups. So just get on Google and figure out free things to do this weekend in Calgary, free things to do in Airdrie, you know, great things to do with your kids this weekend in Okotoks, wherever that is. Oh my God, you're going to be inundated. There are so many activities that literally are free, but are actually fun. Like free doesn't necessarily mean you're losing out on the fun side of it. So, you know, there's skating and there's things going on at Studio Bell and all the rec centers have something going on. So, you know, check that out. And maybe again, try something new that the family hasn't done before or something that you love doing. I mean, it's not really tobogganing weather this year. (laughs) There are other things out there, right?
1: I don't know if you've uh, seen the forecast, but it's possible it could be uh, skating down the hill uh, where (laughs) you and I are uh, as we talk about this coming up this weekend. But it is true. And so this is cool. So there's so much going on, so many great ways to go. What about you, Taz? What are you going to do? What's your... um? What's your, are you, are you going to the car haul or are you? Um...
3: No, I've got some plans on Saturday night with some friends. Sunday is major clean out declutter for me, actually doing one of the things I said. Um, and then, like I said, Monday, we're going to go do this cheap and cheerful brunch. I'm telling you, it's one of those, like the hole in the wall kind of restaurants it's really inexpensive. There's nothing fancy, but we just, we love the food and it's a chance to get together. And yeah, I just want to say, this is not a time to worry about keeping up with the Joneses and lots of people are struggling right now. You're not the only one if you are, but I mean, my parents had four children. I had no idea that we were quote unquote broke cause we just, we always did these kinds of things. They made it fun. They made it like interactive and, honestly, we don't remember the stuff. We don't remember the money. We remember the time, the quality time together. Um, and I guess, you know, if you're really struggling and you need some help, reach out for the help even this weekend.
1: Yeah. Um, how about you? The way that we say it in radio is the, um, they'll never remember what you said, but they'll remember how you made them feel. Exactly. And, uh so important. This weekend is the last weekend before my son's 18th birthday. So that means next weekend is going to be very busy. Right. So I'm feeling like it's low-key, and then we're we're sort of ramping up to the uh to the things. Okay, so Taz does money with Bromwich and Smith. They smitch. <laughs> Bromwich and Smith. <laughs> Easy for um, you to say. <laughs> how about a little money tip? I know. How about a little money tip? Um, for you, because I found one, because we like to talk about money, because money gets awkward for people. Yeah. Um. So I, I find that this always really hits home when you and I can each share one thing that we've accomplished. Because you've been through this, you went through the insolvency yeah. thing. I think I. I looks like I've narrowly avoided it, although I have chosen a much different path uh, to get there because I'm I'm fighting through it. Um. And but I think we're on the I'm on the right track, which is cool. The um. The cool, the cool things that I found is my daughter came to me and she said, Dad, can I go to the gym? Now, I'm not convinced that the gym membership for her is the right thing yet. And committing yeah. to that just because of the nature of summertime coming and, and and living here with me and and then spending some time with her mom. So got to figure that out. I, I did it. I had the nerve. She said, can I go? And I said, well, you have to uh, go get my change cup out of my room. And so I pulled it out. And she's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Well, you're paying with quarters if you go, because we're <laughs> out of money. You don't get paid to the 15th. Yeah. So I did. She's like, "Well, they look at me funny when I pay with that." I'm like, "Well, then you're not going to the gym." And I had to be that dad. And uh, but I did. I found enough toonies to get her about six or seven bucks. It was nine seventy five, and uh, then she um, paid for like probably two seventy five in quarters. Went and did it. Pulled it off. So that was a big one for me that drops nice. a lot of vanity, drops a lot of ego, tries to do the role modeling, and it technically really didn't cost me any money because it was sitting in the change jar for God knows how long anyway.
3: Exactly. What's um what's something awesome. that you found
1: that's new for okay, you? Okay,
3: here's a new one that I just started doing. Okay, so you know how I'm always really big on budgeting, and I totally budget everything, right? Once in a while, I don't spend all of the money. it's it's rare. I really am pretty pretty accurate with my budget. but sometimes there's certain things that are fluctuating, and so they, they're a little bit less for some reason. So I've started a travel fund. Okay. and every time there's any money left over, I immediately put it to the travel fund and like literally like just just the the serotonin hit that I get from that, like, when I move it to what's called the travel fund and I watch the money go in there and I'm watching it grow. I mean, it's growing slowly. Okay. But Mm -hmm. it's like, it just gets me so excited because it's kind of like that's free money for my vacation. I already like budget for my vacation, but this is going to be extra for like souvenirs or I want to have a massage on the beach or whatever that is. Right. It's just going to be play money for my vacation. And it's just, it's getting me excited. And it's kind of making me kind of go, where else can I cut back? that was my question that you
1: inspired was, does it incentivize you to tighten the budget even it more does. now? Because in your budget, you've got, you know, your 20 bucks for groceries today and then your $2 for savings. So you've already put the money in the savings, but now it actually incentivizes you to be more efficient Cause, even cause in the budget. Because
3: it's attached to a goal, though. Like it's not just saving for the sake of saving and like being good with my money. It's like this is building my fun money. So
1: it's a new thing I've learned. <laughs> I love it. Whatever works. That's the cool part about it, right? Have fun with it. And yeah, and it is have it is cool to have fun with it. I missed uh, a payment on my line of credit last week. Yeah. I just missed it. I had it written down in my book of things that, of the money that I do. And I have this thing about the, you know, the $99, the 99 cents. So if I have a thousand dollars on my credit card, I will move a penny just so it's ninety nine ninety nine, right? Like I do, I always do that i learned that from a friend who paid off sixty thousand dollars in tax debt about 76 cents at a time
3: wow like just
1: every time there was like 17 cents dollar 29 everything it was always wow. put to the it through the banking and so that was one thing and i missed that payment right so then i get the phone call you know hey you missed your payment yeah. and it was just it was i missed it by two days it was no big deal it was sloppy but the um the good news is is when they phoned and they said i said but what's the minimum payment And they said it was, you know, like $342 or whatever. And I was like, perfect. They said, well, what are you going to, I'll say I'll do it tonight. And they said, okay, no problem. Because I already knew the money was there. Because I was aware. That's the first part. And then um, I was just lazy on my timing. And then the next part was, well, how much are you going to pay? I said, well, I'm going to pay my commitment. Because that's all they need to know.
4: Mm -hmm. If I'm going to
1: pay more than that then I, I already know crazy. what that number is, right? And then so, but I was confident in dealing with the person. I didn't feel like I had to BS my way through the conversation. I was yeah. like, well, what what's my minimum payment? You know, it's X dollars. Okay, how much are you going to get? Well, you're going to get X dollars and maybe more. Yeah. <laughs> well, can you tell me the number? Okay, well, then the number you need to know is your X dollars, right? And that's it. The bankers, did person's just doing their job. And, um, and it was my fault. I missed it. But point being is that through this conversation of money, the confidence is different.
3: Yeah. And I knew
1: exactly what the number was to get to my 9999 to be able to do that regardless of the phone call. So the phone call didn't scare me anymore cuz I just life happened and I missed on the date.
3: But you do a budget, you know what the dollars are. You knew that that payment was going to come out. You had the money in the account. So then there is no fear and I know I sound like a broken record, but I'm telling you having a budget is that it is the key to all of that, that empowerment, that freedom, that
1: confidence. It's,
3: it's that your budget one.
1: too, by the way. So, you can change it if you need to. Yeah. It's not a contract for life. So, Taz Rajan, Bromwich and Smitch. Great. uh, Smitch. Maybe you should just change the name (laughs) of the business. That'd be easier. I'm going to charge you a
3: dollar every time you say Smitch. How's that? (laughs) No,
1: I'm not paying for your massage on the beach. Thanks for being here, Tess.
3: Thanks.
1: (laughs) This is the Shift Podcast are you okay with
4: yeah. pools pools uh it is without a doubt my favorite form of physical activity is swimming i even took a couple really? of lifeguard courses never finished them but i yeah yeah i love flight i love swimming i, th- I think it's uh, relaxing. It's a great workout. You can go for sort of leisure. You can go like for a proper workout. Uh, and I've said it to my friends, and I'll say it a million times. Whenever I get married, the bachelor party will be at a water park. It's just, it's just it must happen. So yes, it's definitely okay with you're it. a wild man of all shapes and sizes. Yeah, man, that's going be
1: amazing. Come on, yep, hmm. blue sounds like some pooped or something but... <laughs> it's trying to find a good splash you know anyway, yeah that's not bad I, i'm not big on communal bathing um I'm really not it's uh but i but swimming pools are fun you know what the best pools are summertime yeah. outdoor pools
4: yeah yeah there's something special about that there's definitely an energy and a vibe that's kind of unmatched I remember there was one amazing pool outdoor pool in woodstock ontario that my grandma used to take me to and it was i think it was actually run by lions and it was just surrounded by these big old oak trees all sides and in the summer it mm-hmm. was like the, exactly what you would want to be swimming in as a kid it was perfect yeah. unfortunately you only get like a month where you can actually <laughs> well that's just here in, know, in alberta weather, I mean, right. in
1: other yeah. places that's not the case um jonathan chung downtown vancouver John, what about you was swimming everything
0: for you Yeah, I mean, I took the swimming lessons, the Red Cross swimming lessons at the local swimming pool in Coquitlam, Uh and uh, it took me quite a while to get through level one, but um, I was able to get all the way up to level six.
1: Well, obviously you did, because you're here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I survived, I survived, I'm I'm living (laughs) here.
1: That's good. Uh, What about outdoor pools? You ever do the outdoor? Because when I lived in Port Alberni, we had the outdoor wading pools, they were like I swear to God, from the 50s, and the paint was so thick and chipping, it was terrible, but I remember being outside playing in those little wading pools, and then, then outdoor swimming pools, did you ever do that when you were younger, or even now, Juno? Uh,
0: I did, yeah, so uh, there's a swimming pool, I know, in, uh, there's a park in Vancouver, but it wasn't paint chipping, it was just pure concrete, and it just filled it up right. with water, so that was, that was the wading <laughs> pool, and that was really painful. Because you can yeah. feel the bumps on your, the heels of your oh, feet. So yeah, when you're walking, absolutely. it's like, oh, like, I'm like, ouch, ouch.
1: <laughs> yeah, I totally get it. It's totally right. Uh, Trucker Dan says, I grew up with spending most of my life in an outdoor pool. It was called the St. Lawrence River. Um, I can't swim. Brian says, I just had got a hot tub. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, well, here is the conversation that's come from Edmonton. It's actually been uh, a thing for a little bit, but now they're really allowing um, this to change. And it's being naked, topless naked, in pools. As of officially this week, bare chests of all kind are now welcome at public swimming pools in Edmonton. Now, there is a bit of a catch because this is public pools. So you could not go to a private pool, privately owned pool, which I'm assuming here, say something like the YMCA, and go topless at the YMCA because it's their rules for their things. But if you went to a city of Edmonton pool, you can go topless. The catch includes it's meant for adults 18 and older and for minors who are accompanied by a parent or legal guardian. The city website reads all patrons are permitted to go topless in city operated pools if they so wish. So. Now, what the reason why is they wanted to align with some rights things for that. Diversity and inclusion consultant Marnie Pan has told the Edmonton Journal that Canadians tend to be a little more prudish about other people's bodies and expectations around how others dress and attitude that's less prevalent in some European countries where nude beaches, for example, are more common. This is surprising because it's Edmonton and most everybody wears as many layers as they can uh, just in general. So, you know, freeze to death when it gets those cold weeks in winter. But in the summertime in Edmonton, it is beautiful. The River Valley is just one of the most wonderful things. Um Accidental Beach was fantastic down by the river, which was this basic sandbar uh, that formed in the river and everybody went down there. Um But are you okay with toplessness, Ryan, in a public swimming pool? Would you be okay with that?
4: yeah i don't care i i agree it's very we're very prudish and it's you know this is not a sexual thing at all it's just people well going that's what we do and we make it sexual right we make it and so the only way we're gonna not make it sexual is if we you know make these kinds of changes i'll, I'll never forget uh i've only been to the uk once in my entire life and i was in the tube like in the metro and there was a the train left and there was just this massive bill like um advertisement for a perfume i think on the concrete that just had bare breasts and i looked at the counselors like is that okay they're like yeah they don't care here and i was like oh okay and you know ever since then i've just kind of thought about that they don't care there why do we care so much here and so i i think in the short term it's going to be an adjustment for sure i think in the long term it's a good decision, personally.
1: Step in the right direction, I would agree. Although if I rewind back your brain in time and imagine 13-year-old Ryan in a swimming pool, I think this only backfires because the prudishness is is this blanket that we wear in Canada in general. We don't see topless ads. We don't see these things all over the place. And if I go back in time to 13-year-old me that was trying to watch Super Channel and the fuzzy channel to try to see if I could see any naked people, um, back when those things were, you know, fuzzed out on TV, I'm not quite sure 13-year-old me, because they're 13-year-old folks, boys and stuff, boys and girls, are not as, uh, well, it's not as common to see it. 13 year old means probably not getting out of the pool if you know what i'm saying and um and that's 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 um i think that's still an issue in all this
4: that's the that's the immediate comfort thing, level stuff yeah comfort but i think you know if you like what we were raised and and definitely the prudish nature of how we were raised. Yeah, for sure. Like it would be, it's going to be an awkward like, oh, hell, okay, that's okay now. Um, but if you're a kid and you have never been exposed to it and this, your exposure is, compl- is less prudish and more just like, this is a person's body and they're enjoying a pool, you can do the same. You're, you might not think of it that way. Uh, so uh, I think it would be interesting to see long term i have no idea how long it would take for actually for canada Canada, and especially this isn't just a canadian thing this is very much a north american thing yeah Uh, how long it would take for the public psyche to adjust but um i think i I honestly good on edmonton for trying it and they'll try it and i'm sure there's going to be people who aren't okay with it and i understand that i do for sure um but i think it's good to 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 take that step in the right direction because we don't it need does, to. It raises so many questions. Everything in our society.
1: Well, we do, and 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 um, uh, it makes me think of a few things. It makes me think of um, at what age, or any age, for teenagers with accompanied by a parent according to the rules to go topless. I I do. Um, I, I agree with the rights part of it is that why should women cover up when men don't have to and i think that that's a legit absolutely legit thing um it's a it's a it's a it's silly balance um to sexualize to sexualize for one gender and or one body type and not another body type and so um that part i totally get i just i'm not quite sure how it goes and i think you know what the the big thing that leads to this is uh, this might sound strange, but thong swimsuits, you're seeing more and more women wear smaller bikini bottoms or even, um, even the swimmers like this, the competitive swimmers are wearing usually one pieces with wedgies or that thong swimsuit, uh, men's swimsuits, the speedos, the small, they're getting smaller and smaller. Like, so things are definitely changing regardless. I mean, it doesn't leave much to the imagination anyway. So, um, it does get to that point of um, how do you go about that and how do you, I mean, parents are going to have to be responsible here to explain the conversation. There's going to be a lot of big eyeballs um, staring when someone walks into a city pool with no top. Right.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's going to take some getting used to. Um, but I think it's a step in the right direction. Like it absolutely is a step. I mean, like, expressionism yeah. is a wonderful thing. And, 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 You know, we do, we are so, and I'm very prudish just by nature. Modesty, I think is an attractive feature. Um, But at the same time, I mean, I love it in Hawaii because uh, Polynesian cultures don't worry about body shape so much, right? Heavier, lighter, thinner fit, whatever, doesn't matter. And so those beaches are typically a lot of people overflowing out of their swimsuits. And I think it's great. I love it. I see people, and I'm like, God, I wish I had your confidence, right? And so, yeah, I think it's a good thing for a confidence. Fascinating. Um, I don't think you're entirely accurate, Shane. When I was racing 40 years ago, my Speedo barely existed. It's true. Thank you for that. Uh, but the swimsuits today are very, very small, and and it, things are changing, that's for sure. Um, anyway, fascinating conversation. Time will tell, hey? It is. It is. It really are is. you yeah. okay with the irish accent
4: Oh, the irish accent oh what a lovely accent oh do you
1: hoity-toity-hoity I... hoity, whatever oh hoity-toity-toity-toity-toity <laughs> i love it yeah i, uh, the I love it
4: i love the irish accent it's a, i think it's a beautiful accent and it's also deeply rooted in the language a lot of people forget that Irish and Celtic is very much still a language that many people speak, especially in the northern parts of the country. And uh, its roots there are very cool and it, it plays into Irish identity. Um, and I think this, like the, the stereotypical Irish accent is just a fun one to learn how to do, speaking as someone who's Irish and does a
1: stereotypical
4: Irish accent. Much oh, like in hanging. Canada,
1: um, where signs are in French and English, uh, in Ireland, they're in Gaelic. And English, which is cool. Yeah,
4: yeah. Uh,
1: it's not the easiest to understand, though, at times. Mikey is convinced over 45 sheep have been
4: stolen. Possible a night. There'd be a full moon there about a night and then should it should be bright out and there could anyone go up in the mountains about a night, sure. Well, there was 45 sheep missing, Mike, and the lambs and everything, the sheep, just count, count out tonight's nice bit of money, Mike. To be done about in nothing.
1: That's fascinating. Okay. So we've heard a similar story before. Uh, we have to be quick here for time, but the um, there's a cancer patient in the U.S. developed what researchers say was an uncontrollable Irish accent during treatment, never being to Ireland, not having any immediate relatives from the country. According to the Guardian, some details of the man's case, including his own nationality, were not revealed, but they basically somehow maintained an Irish accent through 20 months of treatment, gradual onset of paralysis until he passed away. Now, this is this is rare, foreign accent syndrome, they call it, common in patients following strokes or head trauma. And it also happened to a woman uh, last year in Australia. The
2: 27-year-old the developed foreign the foreign accent overnight. This is what she used to sound like. Just calling to cancel my membership, and I was just wondering for the monthly payments
0: that I've paid. Now. I can't shake it. I just did... A job interview in an Irish accent when I've never been to Ireland.
1: That's just fascinating to, uh, that's from seven news, by the way. And it's, it's happened again now. Uh, but if all the accents you're going to magically wake up with one morning, it's a pretty good one. I vote for yeah. Irish. Like that's I'd it's okay a fun, playful one for everybody. Right? Like, I think that's a good one. Fascinating story. Um, we will continue to monitor this one, just so you know. Um, intensive speech therapy, they can regain your original accent with uh, some learning. But for many people, after this, the change is permanent, and you just now have an accent. Fascinating.